while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. That was former Bristol County Sheriff, uh, um, former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson. I'm Marcus Farrow. Oh, you bet it's the wrong microphone. So, um, as always, we appreciate Tom Hodgson for coming in. Um, he never holds back. We do appreciate that. Um, that's one of the great parts about WBSM, right? Local comes right over. And of course, we always uh, appreciate Sheriff Haru for being so, so available to us as Very well. Very available. Except for tonight. Tonight. And, 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 and I, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. 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 Just so you understand, I think in, in, in Sheriff Haru's, um, so everyone understands, it had nothing to do with the fact that we had Tom in here. It had to do with the fact that there's an ongoing legal case. There's an ongoing, le- there's an ongoing legal case. So there, the, he, he, he shouldn't, you know, I'm sure general counsel said nothing beyond what you already said. Right. Right. You know, they, th- that can be used against them. That's called a party opponent. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so speaking of being used against you, um, we have we are at ground zero of one of the most important international stories right now. Who would have known that that uh, uh, Bristol County would be the main ground zero of and by what the, is the largest leak in recent history? We're, we're just before we get to that too. I just want to direct everybody to wbsm.com yes to check out that story uh, that Tim Weisberg uh, wrote on the. Um, on the, the, and it has the video footage in it of the ICE riots and it has comments from Sheriff Hodgson, from Sheriff Harrow. So you definitely want to check it out. It's really, really well done. It's actually one of the best things I've ever read. You're only so going to get that story in the video here at WBSM.com. You're only going to get that story in the video here at WBSM.com. We have all of the videos. I mean, you might get some of the things that are said here on the uh, other places. You might. You might find that you, you might find that you're reading another publication. You go, hey, I heard that on WBSM. How come it doesn't say it here in the comments? Well, anyway, that's just beside the point. Uh, WBSM.com is where it's originally going to appear, or you're going to hear it. So um, 508-996-0500 is how you can join us, or you can take your uh, messages on the WBSM app. So, 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 Marcus, we have a lot. We have a lot of prior service people out there. We have a lot of people who over the years have had security clearances. We have a lot of people who served in the National Guard, including myself, who I think today feel absolutely ashamed um, of what this, this airman did. The kid from Dighton, I call him a kid because he acted like a kid. He's not a kid. He's an adult. 21. He's an airman. He's 21 years, as I, as I said to you, Marcus, there's a lot of people 21 years and younger who appear in the national security chain. I did. Anyone who's been in the military, you generally go in between the ages of 18 and 21. Um, you, you immediately go to a first assignment. You're expected to perform like an American soldier, like an American fighting man or woman. And what this uh, gentleman did 
is absolutely outrageous. It is it is confusing to me, Marcus, because it had no purpose. Yeah. It is a it, very immature, very immature, dangerous be, thing. Because yeah, I talked a little bit about this last night because we talked about Daniel Ellsberg, who leaked the Pentagon Papers. He worked right. for the Rand Corporation at the time, and that was in serve. That was that the purpose of that was to show what the government was really doing in Vietnam. And then uh, Edward Snowden was talking about how the government was collecting mat- metadata on you. Right. Um, and this is just like, hey, isn't this vandalism? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it is. It's vandalism. It's vandalism. It is. Yeah. It is spray painting your name and a dirty word on a water tank. Unfortunately, it also cost us maybe trillions of dollars. It is jeopardizing international relationships. This young man is going to face some horrific punishment, rightfully so. I, it's, I mean, I'm going to be very honest here. I look at the guy, I look at that picture. He, he looks really young, really immature, and I feel terrible for his family. I understand his mother's uh, husband, so I guess it would be his stepfather. He's a retired ma- Air Force Master Sergeant. I think he comes from a military line. He was He has ruined people's careers. Governor Healy is going to have to replace the Adjutant General of the National Guard. That is a man who's a general. He's a he's a major general, two stars. He's going to lose his career. The the, the brigadier general below him is going to lose their career. His commanding officer, a captain, maybe the brigade commander, they're going to lose their commands. People are going to ask his colleagues around him. They're going to be interrogated by the FBI. They're going to be questions asked. Why did you? What did you see about this man? And inevitably, some of them are going to say they saw something and didn't say something. Right. Whether that was that they thought he was immature. But my question, Marcus, and I I do believe this. He probably, based on his, the, the, the image I'm getting of him, he was placed in a position of responsibility he should not have been in. You don't repl- you don't place yourself in that position. Right. Your commander does. Yeah. So you had a you had a very immature uh, soldier in a position of responsibility. I wonder if Marcus, the facts came down, and I, we talked about this off the air. Here was a kid. I, I, he's a he's a man. I shouldn't call him a kid, but a young man who had an IT set of skills. Yeah. Which are in demand. Yeah, it's very valuable. And, and, and in fact, actually, people who like work in IT and in cybersecurity and all that, they're actually at the peak of their mental power. They're at the peak of their abilities in their 20s. And their earning ability. And their earning ability. So was it the fact that they needed someone for that job and they stuck him in there because everybody else is in the private sector? Right. So this young man was available, works cheap. He's an E3. And they put him in there and said to him, and they gave him the security clearance because while it would have gotten to the Pentagon level, the Pentagon didn't initiate that move. Right. That was the Massachusetts National Guard. Yeah. The Massachusetts National Guard under Charlie Baker initiated this movement. They put this young man into this position, which obviously was a mistake. They never monitored him. 
they never went back any based on what you're hearing about the guy someone should have raised a red flag yeah. someone should have said i think that skippy here is above or is above his rank he shouldn't be here but um yeah and and you know it's it's kind of unfortunate because i was kind of well <laughs> i was reading um I was reading uh, Lisa Kaczynski's playbook this morning, Politico, right. and she had reached out to Seth Moulton, who uh, went to Harvard, was a Marine, right? right? And uh, they asked him a couple of things. One is the, you know, does the does this does this damage the credibility of the Massachusetts National Guard? He said, yeah, of course it does, and it's unfortunate. The other is should should this person be made an example of? And he said, yes, yes absolutely. And we talked about it. It's not actually very often that they're able to get one of these guys. Explain that, Marcus. Well, because Daniel Ellsberg, um, who uh, leaked the Pentagon Papers, who worked for the Rand Corporation, which was a contractor with the federal government, he got off on basically some type of technicality, right? The case was dismissed in court with by, um, you know, I think a vi- maybe a violation of the Fourth Amendment, something of that nature. And Edward Snowden. He also had excellent legal rep- representation. Yeah. Who, who was it? Um, he, he had a whole team. Ellsberg had a whole team of lawyers, and and at the time the political climate was in his favor. Yeah, because people were upset about Vietnam. Yes. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Edward Snowden um, actually was you know basically uh, defected to Russia. To, to Russia, right? Yeah. Right. And so like he's, he's beyond the reach of the federal government. It, I remember at the time. I remember Obama. You never come back to Hawaii. I, but. I remember Obama saying to him. I remember Obama saying to it's quite a thing to give that up and live in Russia. Um, Obama said to, uh, to uh, in the pre- I remember it was in the press room, the White House press room. He's like, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not concerned about some 29 year old hacker or whatever. And, and then it's like it's very clearly you guys are right. Of course, of course. <laughs> obviously you guys are. So it might be it's one of these things where you, you get somebody who's done a lot of damage, like Ellsberg, like Snowden has, and you finally have the opportunity to. Do something about it, and so I, I think they're. I, I, I think they're going to take that exa- take it, making it, make them an example. Yeah. So, th- I would say this, Marcus, that this young man is extraordinarily lucky that the federal government tracked him down before the Russians or the Chinese tracked him down and compromised him, because what he was doing was extraordinarily reckless. But we do know, we do believe, that Russian intelligence had caught on to the fact that someone was leaking documents. The New York Times tracked him down right to Rehoboth. Right. The fact that the New York Times was able to track him down to Rehoboth means that the Russians and the Chinese would have been, or the Israelis would have been able to as well. Um, Dayton. To, I'm sorry, Dighton. You know, some people do that. They say Dighton Rehoboth because it's Cause name it of the always high was. Yeah, they go, well, oh, they live in Dighton Rehoboth. No, which is it? The same thing with Dennis Yarmouth. Oh, they live in Dennis Yarmouth. No, 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 no. Right. Where? Right. <laughs> he, um, Rehoboth is now always demanding that you separate the two. <laughs> yeah. We're not like the traders over there. Um, yeah, right. So, this wasn't us. Right, right, we, right, right. They have the rock <laughs> and the trader. We're just plain old Rehoboth. Um, so... The fact of the matter is, Marcus, that one of the things he's going to have in his favor is that he did this for no damn reason. Yeah. He wasn't more than just trying to show off. Yeah, it wasn't it was it was it wasn't politically motivated. There wasn't a purpose of undermining the government. He just wanted to look cool on a Discord server. In front of high school kids. Yeah. 
Right. So I know there are some people out there who, who are opposed to the Ukrainian policy who are trying to make this kid into, in, into a cause celeb and saying he just wanted to expose what's going on and the, the, the lies of the government. I, look, I don't see it. Yeah. I think that it's just what they said. He wanted to be a big shot, and that's a maturity level issue. I feel that he had no idea what he was doing, um, again, immaturity. He, Marcus, to give you an idea, he took the documents, printed them there. Yeah. That is a security breakdown on the Masters of National Guard. That's why I keep Absolutely. saying people are going to be in big trouble at the command level. By the way, we see your calls online. We'll get to them in a minute. You, they, when the printer was printing joint chiefs of staff briefings. Yeah. That should have raised an alarm. Right. Today, if a police officer, I know you heard Howie Carr talking about it. If a police officer runs a license plate, there's a footprint, there's a fingerprint. Of course. Most corporations, I'm sure every one of you out there who's worked on I have, if you use the copier, you put your code in, it knows all the documents you, you copied. Right. If you print, your printer has a fingerprint. It knows what you printed. Yeah. How was this young man able to print top secret documents and walk out of the building? 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hello. Yes, hi. Hey. I find everything you're saying is uh, 100% correct in my opinion. Thank you. However, I would also agree that um, an important part of this story as it unfolds is that even though he did all these things wrong, he shouldn't have done it. Uh, you should have used more conscientious. So, um, pressing people in the chat room, et cetera, for a period, I guess they've been surveilling him more than six weeks, almost two months. So they were wise to what was going on. Uh, New York Times was involved in it. Everybody uh, right. was watching this kid. But the saddest thing is that even though he did the bad things he did, it was a 17-year-old male who was probably not even military-connected who actually released the stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's like, what did you do to me? Kind of thing. Right. Right. Because this was a chat room. was supposed to stay in the chat room. It was, it's understood sometimes. And so now he's the, he's the one out there, and he's going to get the slings and arrows, and there's no way you're going to stop it. Sensation, you're going to get the wild left, you're going to get the wicked, stupid, conservative right. <laughs> and then somewhere in the middle as the years go along, you come to, like Edward Snowden, you come to some kind of understanding. But no pardon. There'll be no pardon, I guess. Yeah, that Chelsea Manning got a pardon from from President Obama. I don't think this kid... That's exactly right. Yeah, this kid's not going to get that, I wouldn't suspect. I hate it when a practical joke or something that's secretive blows up like that because (laughs) of someone else. You're you're the one who brought all this information and and some hot shot 17-year-old. Kid ruined the joke. (laughs) You can't make friends in chat rooms. I've always said that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. We just turned the war upside down on its head. Ukraine's this and that. Five for every six soldiers dead, five of them are Ukrainians. You don't need to know this stuff, people. <laughs> you don't need to know it because it's inappropriate. And the same thing with Snowden. He released all that information, and where did it get him? He had to run away. He had to run away. This kid didn't run away. He got caught flat-footed because his friend dumped him. Yeah. I mean, he at no point did he fire the gun. He handed the gun to somebody 
and somebody shot somebody, went and handed it back to him. <laughs> you understand that logic? I totally do. I totally do. The kid, it was just, again, I keep going back to maturity because... I think you profiled him excellently without being disrespectful. Right. Thank you. Well, look, I was a young soldier. I served with other guys. Me and there too. are guys you just go, hey, this guy... Is, is immature. He can't, he can't drive the vehicle. You know, he can't be the guy in charge of, of this, that, or the other goddamn thing. We've got it, we don't, we got it, it's too big of a responsibility. Just because you have the rank doesn't mean you fit it. That's exactly right. And that goes enlisted in officer. Right. How many guys make it to 03 captain and never get the, the field grade major? Right. 04? Right. And they call it a rift. Remember, you get a rift. You get a rift, you're gone. I was enlisted as well, and I went to the NSA because it was very brilliant. I got 140-something IQ back then, probably more now. But the thing huh? is, that's not the issue. The point is, is that I was vetted and I got the top secret clearance. I saw things. Uh, back then, when William Casey was the director of the National Security Agency, that was kind of looking in on people. I lived in Bethesda, Maryland. That's uh, Montgomery County, all that. The, the richest people in the world. Right, Arlington House. Uh, very transient, high-class people. Very transient. <laughs> and transient and high-class? You brush with fame. Movie stars, celebrities, ball types, all mixed in with politics. You go and Taylor lived there. Georgetown. Liz that? Taylor lived over there. I, I'm sorry. Liz Taylor lived there when she was oh, married to Senator Warner. Elizabeth Taylor, but I, yeah. I met Nanette Fabray, Henry Kessinger, mm. uh, Senator Udall, and I'm going to stop name dropping because I'm going to get myself in trouble. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate the Bye. call. Well, 144, I think, is a genius level IQ. He's one of our listeners, Marcus. Yeah. It's your IQ. I, I don't know what it was. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> The um, uh, I'll just say that I couldn't get the square peg in the round hole. It just didn't, didn't work for me. But the um, the, the the story with this 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 guy is that the damage he's done to national security is incredible. He gave up satellite satellite <laughs> intercepts. Okay, yeah. stuff that probably cost trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Right. He gave up. So here's the thing, folks. We talk about it with the with the Donald Trump stuff, sources and methods. The very fact that the Russians, the Chinese, the Israelis, um, looked at those documents, South Koreans looked at those documents. They know more about us because of what they read in those documents. They know who was in the room. It doesn't appear, although everyone's playing cover-up that there were live sources it appears that we were using electronic sources but it's possible we had live sources they know what our capabilities are so think about it this way if you were in a room with four people and the conversation you had is repeated back you know one of those four people or there was a microphone in the room right that's the type of stuff that kid gave up accidentally yeah. By releasing those documents. The Israelis are now looking around the room going, which one of us is a spy? Yeah, right. The Russians are doing the same thing. People die because of that. Yeah. yeah People die. True. People do die. Yeah. People die, and they die horribly. Yeah. They go to the base in a Lubyanka prison in Moscow. Yeah. And they never come out. Putin poisons them, right. actually. They never come out. Yeah. Before they're gone.
they lose their eyeballs. They lose their fingernails. They have a small hammer to smash their hands until they confess to a crime they may not have even committed right. because the whole time it was a microphone. Right. But they're not sure. That's the type of stuff that young man did because of his immaturity. And by the way, let's go all the way back to the fact that his commander, and I'm convinced of this, that because he had a skill set without the maturity level and they needed to fill the vacuum, yeah. and rather than saying to the Department of Defense, we don't have the personnel, they, yeah. they wrongfully put an immature soldier into that position. 508-996-0500. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Um. Welcome back. Welcome back. 508-996-0500. Folks, um, we're talking about the national but very local story. Um, as Marcus pointed out, it's not Dighton Rehoboth. It's just plain old Dighton. Dighton. The, the just plain old Dighton. And look, the kid really isn't a traitor. The soldier, he's just a really immature guy who is going to age significantly. It's, yeah, because... What it's he, like he killed his friend in a drunk driving accident. Because what he did, because everybody, a lot of people say traitor a lot, and there's yeah. actually like a specific definition for traitor. And But if he had done it with any sort of political intent, he actually would be, by definition, a traitor. Right. Yeah. He's, he's not a traitor. Yeah. He's just a really immature guy, show off all things that should have been pla flagged by his company commander or his sergeant. It's just, it's it just seems like... It's kind of incredible because it's absolutely incredible because even at 21, like when I was 21, I, I you know, I, I, I didn't have a fully developed opinion on stuff. Um, only which four loco was my favorite, <laughs> you know, right. But um, that's why, Marcus, I don't think it's I'm not saying it's not his fault. Everything he did, he owns. Yeah, but, but but it's his commander's fault. Yeah, ex exactly. So, but to but to not have the good sense to say, "Wow, this is actually some priority stuff," and I right. shouldn't. That feels like an opinion a twenty-one-year-old should be able to have developed at that point and say, "This, wow, this I shouldn't do this." You know, this is t top secret stuff because I imagine they might have told him that at least he signed it. So here's 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 what happens with with that security clearance because you're in you're you're in the National Guard. I was in the Guard. And I never handled information like that. I never did. Um, what do you know? Tell us. Uh, yeah, right. The, everything I know is obsolete now. But but I I just know that I you know you you as I was explaining to you off the air and, and and it'll remain off the air. Everybody who's been a soldier or an airman, a navy man, knows something that's crucial, or they know a piece of something that that's really interesting. That's mm -hmm. really. But you're mature enough to know that, first of all, nobody's going to be that impressed by it. Right. Right? And that the fact that you know it um, should be understood. You, by the fact that, you, that you're in the military means you, you know something and that you ought to impress people with your silence, not with what you know. 508-996-0500. Good evening. <laughs> That's it, Marcus. You got it. What's that? What's that? Yeah, you pushed the right button. Oh. Hey, oh. <laughs> oh. John, how you it doing is, tonight? It is, it's hard. Well, really confused. Uh, you guys really touched on a point, but what really bothers me is uh, two quick points here. Sure. First off, uh, President Biden said that this was of no consequence that was leaked, and you guys have hit it right on the head. A single word can take and complete the intel gathering 
to understand how important information is. Right, yes. Uh, and I was just floored that Biden is so stupid, he cannot understand that fact. When the Bismarck I, 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 think returning... he's, I think he's got an obligation or uh, to think... downplay it, right? Yeah, yes, that's so. my, my thought too, Don. He's, oh, this is terrible. We're doomed. We're compre- compromised nationally, and we might as well surrender ourselves to China or something. I don't think that would have been the right course of action. Well, he also could have played it off. It was uh, Russian misinformation. <laughs> he's done but that he before that. too, right? No, I, I think yeah. the president handled it considering he's overseas as best he can. And again, I think the president is. Um, is limited, you know, and I, I say well, that. I understand that, yeah. but he's not fooling anybody, guys. No, when, I, well, when he's the, not when fooling the Bismarck, me. When the Bismarck was hit back in May of 41, a German Air Force Nazi general wanted to know where the Bismarck was going because his son was on the ship. And the idiot telegrapher on the ship wired back Brest, B-R-E-S-T, in France. Right. England cryptographers got that message and they knew where the the bismarck was going to be and that's how they sank it one word loose lips right don sink ships no it's it's just pure insanity but i used to be a senior instructor in military intelligence up at fort devons and believe it or not when i was 21 guys i believe it i had people fly up from the white house to ask me to work on the presidential communication team no kidding yeah, I would have been working right out of the White House. And I asked him, I says, will I get an increase in pay? And they go, no. Will I get an, impe- an increase in grade? No. Well, where will I be staying? Well, there, there might be some Marine housing over on the Marine base. And basically, I, w- I would have been on call 24-7. And I said, guys, that, that's not an improvement. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the big fish here, right. senior instructor at, at Fort Devens, and you'd make me the little fish at, at the White House, so... I turned it down, but no, I mean... Don, let me ask you this question. Given the fact that IT specialists, which is what this young man was, is right. um, are, in, are in raw demand uh, here, here in this, this, this market, right? That, that if you have those skills, you can go to the private sector. You're walking through the door making 80 grand to 100, no problem. Um, this kid was an E3 in the Air Force. He was working full-time for the National Guard, making nowhere near that kind of money. Um do you think that it was possibly, my hypothesis is that this young man was in this position because they had nobody else, he had the skill set, so they promoted him, gave him, a, gave him the top secret security clearance without ever really doing a full depth analysis? Quite possibly, but yeah. I understand also that a lot of people are not happy with Biden being president, so they're leaving the military. Well, that's true. That's yeah, what I mean. From many people. They, 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 they did not have someone in uniform to do the job. So, therefore, this young man got promoted up the ladder. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, um, they promoted me to senior instructor because the Vietnam War was winding down. And there I was, a 21-year-old kid, handling millions of dollars worth of equipment and everything else. And so, were you with, Ni- with Nixon or Ford? Too. Nixon or Ford? Nixon. Nixon, okay. Yeah, early early seventies. Yeah, and uh, ordering parts and everything else was a bear. The the NCOs I had could not even turn on my equipment, yet they were telling me how to fix it. <laughs> well, and there that, were a lot of guys whole, like that at that point, right? You were in that. Well, there were a lot of guys getting no, well, out of the army back then. Well, yeah, no, but did I actually had some NCOs that never graduated from high school? Uh, well, we, we, so you were in during the drug era too. How was that? 
Well, it was delightful. And <laughs> they, they started letting the girls in, too. But, I mean, uh, it, it was just crazy. But, I mean, I had senior NCOs arguing with me over how to repair the equipment. They're holding up the field manual. And they're saying, Don, you're only supposed to use one fuse a year. And I says, that's if we're a field station. We're the United States Army Training Center and School. We are not a field station. They could not understand it. I, I had to bring the major down who corrected them, but then every day after that was just pure hell. I had a drill so sergeant. I got the hell out. I had a drill sergeant whose dad had been a first sergeant uh, during the Vietnam War era, and he said that his dad sometimes told him that there were some barracks in the Army that uh, – First sergeant wouldn't even go in because the guys would be doing cocaine right in the barracks, and they, they would, you know, they'd throw chairs at the at the first sergeants, and so, you know, they had to clean the whole army up. It was just bad in the seventies. Well, yeah, it, uh, it it really broke down after a while. We it, they they bought us a desk for our barracks room, and uh, of course, I was an E five, and my salary before taxes was almost fifteen dollars a day. For 24 hours. $15 a day, wow. Yeah. And they took out taxes. But, but Don, to that point, it's probably, add for inflation everything else, that kid probably wasn't doing much better than that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. Illegal aliens get better benefits than most of our military and our senior citizens. It is. Again, this kid did not do it for monetary reasons. But I will say, no, and thanks, I, John. You, we appreciate it, John. All right, guys. I, I, I do right. say that the kid's lucky because had he been hanging out there long enough, some other foreign government would have come to him and maybe given him money. And then he's in real trouble. Let's hit a quick break. We'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM. Meals from those years are hard to forget. It was all white bread and whole milk, hamburger casseroles and quiche Lorraine's, all with a side of cigarettes. We ate salads as desserts. We knew a party was classy if it had a cheese log. And we never missed an after-dinner smoke. It didn't matter if we were in our dining rooms, a burger joint, or the ritziest of restaurants. There'd be an ashtray on every table. And that very particular flavor in every meal. We smoked for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's amazing that our food could taste like anything else. If that was you, then get your lungs screened now. Surviving lung cancer starts with a scan. Learn more at ScreenYourLungs.org. This PSA was made possible by industry funding and guidance from lung cancer patient groups. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) A heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse pre-diabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This time next week, I'll be sick in bed with West Nile virus. Thanks to a mosquito bite right in front of my house. In eight minutes, my daughter will be in an ambulance. Having an asthma attack triggered by cockroaches. I'm going to be bitten by a tick today. I won't even know it until Lyme disease turns my life upside down. 
Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the CDC. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country as a Navy SEAL. While parachuting with my platoon, my parachute didn't open. I broke my neck. It left me paralyzed. Paralyzed Veterans of America was by my side from that moment on. Since 1946, Paralyzed Veterans of America has kept a promise to our wounded veterans. We will never leave a fallen comrade behind. Thanks to PVA, Paralyzed Veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments. The benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Our veterans fought for us. Let's fight for them. To learn more, go to pva.org today. Real-time reaction to everything that happens after the sun goes down. South Coast Tonight with Marcus and Chris is on WBSM. Those were the days, as as Archie Bunker used to say. Yes, yes, those were the days. So, Marcus, <laughs> j- just just so um for the, for those um non prior service, you can see an E three. Yeah. And so so with the, if you have E three is actually the name of a gaming convention too. So when you say E three, when you're talking about this kid, it, I think it for people like me, which is most mostly not this audience, might elicit some confusion. So when you come into the military, you're you're an E zero or an E one. E one is a private. Then you make you start climbing the ranks. An E three is a private first class. E4 is a specialist or a corporal. Um, E5 is a sergeant. E5 is, that's when you become a non-commissioned officer. E, E5. An O1 is a lieutenant. Okay. So, um, it's pretty basic stuff. But this kid, young man, was an E3. To give you an example, if you're, a, if you're an Eagle Scout, right, and then you enlist in the Army, you'll be an E3. Mm-hmm. If you have an associate's degree... And you enlist in the army. They'll make an E three, okay. So um, beyond beyond E three, um, you have to have some special schooling or some more time in grade. But you can be an E three on the day you enlist okay. if you have some school or some special skill set. Like for instance, you're an Eagle Scout. Um, right. That'll make you automatically an E three because you come with some some leadership and some some experience, some military skills. Um, or if you have, say, an associate's degree, yeah, they'll make you an E three. So this was a very, very brand new soldier. Yeah. But that being said, Marcus, when you go through basic training, then he went to his to his school, then he had gone to his duty station. He's a soldier. Right. He's an airman. He's taken his oath. He's taken it twice, quite frankly. You take it the day you enlist and the day you leave to go to basic training. You take two oaths. It's the same oath, but you've done it twice. While you're in basic training... They drill everything in you, you know, you, and again, he was not a conscript. You assume he had a level of pride. Conscript, by the way, means that like he didn't get drafted. Basically, right. no one made him go to the, no end. one made him. Yeah. He comes from, I understand a military family. You assume he enlisted with some pride, some love of his country. Um, somewhere along the way that went wrong. Mm. It looks like. It looks like he was beginning to, so I wonder, 
And, and we'll find out what influences did he perhaps fall under? You know, did he did he have a new person in his life? We, you bring up Ellsberg. One of the things they point to with Daniel Ellsberg, Ellsberg, by the way, is the guy who leaked the Pentagon Papers. Right. Yeah. And he had a new girlfriend. He began experimenting with LSD in the mm-hmm. 1960s. He had a change. He had been in the Marine Corps. He had been in Vietnam as an mm-hmm. officer. He then worked for the Rand Corporation, yeah. which is a CIA contractor. Right. Um, doing a study of, of, of the Vietnam War. He had been um, a patriotic American. Uh, he'd served in the military. He came out of the World War II generation. Um, he began to have a change of his friends, um, his influences in his life, as many people do. So I'd be curious if this young man began to have different influences in his life. Um, people that made him go from being a patriotic American to being an edgelord, as they say. What's Someone- that? An edgelord, it's kind of a, ter- it's a term younger people use. It's, it's basically someone who does something that is like over the top for the sake of being like over the top, looking cool. Okay. It's an edgelord. Boy, that's, that's a, I think an accurate <laughs> description of this guy. Yeah. No, I do, Marcus. That's, yeah. that's a really accurate description. So, um, by the way, Jack from New Bedford's asking, so who goes to Leavenworth, him or his company commander? Leavenworth, I believe, is a military prison in Washington State. It, Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. L- l- but the tomato, tomato. It's, it's so <laughs> <laughs> for him, it will be. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it looks like outside. Good point. You're not going to see it. So I would say, sir, that, that his commander goes to the unemployment line. Um, he goes to Leavenworth. 508-996-0500 is how you can join us. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. And worse, it doesn't even look like the Patriots are going to get Lamar Jackson. I, I thought. I think for a while we thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, Brockton got Wiggy, though. Brockton got Wiggy. The, um, Jermaine, Jermaine Wiggums is, um, is, who's, who's on, uh, a radio station in the morning has now become the Brockton High School coach. Oh, he's cool. Boston, he's an East Boston native. Oh, nice. I do think that was pretty good. That's great for Brockton. And, uh, Ken Pittman, of course, played football in Brockton. So, yeah. So, Marcus, um, if you were a, if you were the lawyer on this case, I know, you know, you weren't, you didn't practice in the federal court, but nonetheless, no. What what are you telling your client other than shut up? Yeah, I mean, it's it's well outside of my purview, right? right. Um, one of the things is, yeah, of course, shut up. Never talk to the police if you're if you think you're in trouble. That's never going to help you. Right. <laughs> but right. But um, they're not your buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, I don't know. In, in certain, you mean just when you have a client, when you have a case, uh, if it's a ho- even if it's a high profile case, you've got to look at everything and you've got to come to a decision whether or not. This is something that's worth trying, right? Or right. something that you have to basically talk your client into a situation and say, hey, listen, this isn't great, but this is the best situation for you. And that's like, that's really what this, I mean, in, in, in this particular situation, you got to figure it's likely that uh, given how public everything is, it's likely that they probably have enough evidence to go forward with something, right? To get a conviction on something. And if they can get a conviction on something, then they have all of the leverage in the right. situation. So you've always got to you've always got to put your you know client in the best possible situation to make things less crappy in a situation like this. Sometimes sometimes there really is no way out. Um, and th- this might be one of those situations. Again, I'm not entirely sure, but it the, seems like it. The thing that I I know from reading a lot about the, these types of cases, 
um, where it's more treason. So um, let, let's separate that for a second because the kid is not has not committed treason. He's, he's really dumb, but uh, is the debrief. Mm-hmm. So if you will tell the government what you really did so it allows them to do an accurate damage assessment, yeah, you can sometimes mitigate what your sentence is going to be. Yeah, Oftentimes they have the death penalty on the table. They had it with Hansen. They had it with, who was an FBI agent who spied for the Russians. They had it with Anna Montes, who was a defense intelligence agent who yeah. spied for the Cubans. The death penalty was on the board. When they, you when they removed you, it for the debrief. When you have the full weight of what the federal government can do to you, right. it's it's in, in a lot of cases very kill you. Very overwhelming, and especially in that situation. I mean, we're in Massachusetts, never had a death penalty case, but when you have